morning, Bucks fans. It's Wednesday. It's time for Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. And as always, this is where we take all of your questions. So if you have one of those for us, make sure you head over to the Facebook page if that's not already where you're watching. And you can leave us a question underneath our live video in the comment section. While we give people a chance to do that, I mean, there are plenty of things for us to talk about with that game. That was a that was a ride. That, that was a heck of a ride. So, uh, and we also, of course, had an award this morning. Seems like that's just going to be our pattern here. Uh, so why don't you take us through who won an award and uh, some, of, some of the reasons why from that game? It, yeah, it's rare for a player to win one of the uh, Player of the Week awards in a game that they lost. So as long as we keep having these news, bits of news every Wednesday, we're in good shape. Mike Edwards is the NFC Defensive Player of the Week. It's the first time he's won that award. And when you do something that nobody's done in almost 30 years, that being two pick sixes in one quarter, one fourth quarter, you're probably going to win an award. So, um, you know, it was more of an offensive day, as was week one. But there at the end, the Buccaneers turned it up a notch. And Mike Edwards was playing a pretty interesting role in that with Sean Murphy bunting out, Buccaneers needed a different answer in the, in the slot. And it was Ross Cockrell for a good portion of the game. And then they turned to Mike Edwards. So, He's a safety by trade, but he was playing nickel corner for much of that game or much of the second half. And he that was where he was on his first pick when, according to Bruce Arians, he sort of baited um, uh, the quarterback into throwing – Matt Ryan, of course, into throwing that pass and then jumped it. And then the second one was a, was a double corner blitz where Carlton Davis came off one side, the left of the uh, – and then um, Mike Edwards came off the other side. And Carlton tipped it up and Mike, of course, the football just finds Mike. It's apparently it's magnetic and it's attracted to him because it, it, the amount of times that he touches the ball uh, and the amount of snaps that he gets, it's pretty incredible. <clears throat> so then, of course, a lot of people are asking, should he get more snaps, right? That we've talked about how every time he gets snaps, he seems to find the ball. So looking at now, of course, with the fact that Sean Murphy Bunting is out and uh, there, we talked a little bit last week about how there's there's sort of this musical chairs idea of what they're having to do with the DBs uh, to fill in for everybody. What is that going to mean for Mike Edwards and what he's asked to do? Um, and then overall, now we've seen Jordan Whitehead came back for the first time. What you think about our secondary situation, who's going to be in what role and what that could mean? Well, I think he will get more snaps because Sean Murphy Bunting is out and because they like to bring Mike Edwards in to replace Jordan Whitehead sometimes in obvious passing downs because you know Jordan Whitehead is such a physical player really brings a nice presence up around the line of scrimmage a lot of the time. Uh, and Mike Edwards is more of a ball hawking safety type, you know, free safety type. So um, they were already going to do that anyway. Now, if he proves to be our best option or at least one of the best options in the nickel, then he'll be getting on the field that, that way too. And uh, Bruce Arians said the other day that he's earned more playing time. So I think it's pretty clear they're going to be using him. And if, if he can prove to be a good option in the nickel, that will really help to ease uh, the, the, you know, the problems with Sean Murphy bunting being out. <clears throat> okay. And, uh, speaking of all the, the DB situation, of course, uh, Bruce was asked about this, uh, either yesterday or the day before, I believe. And, uh, Dusty asked, what are the chances of Richard Sherman joining the team? Well, there's chances. It, it is a chance. I mean, uh, and I say that because, uh, he confirmed that Jason light has reached out to Richard Sherman and, and they've discussed the possibility. So, um, he also said that Richard Sherman has some other options so that it's not necessarily just if the Bucks won him, they got him. It has to be a two-way street there. 
And I'd imagine that some of that has to do with what is the compensation going to be? You know, they, they have to come to a number that both sides like if they want to do that. So, and, and then also does Richard Sherman, if they lay out the role that they want for Richard Sherman, is he satisfied with that? Or does he find something better somewhere else? It doesn't seem likely to me that he'll be without a job for too much longer because injuries happen in the NFL. And this is obviously a quality cornerback. He's, he's a proven guy. Um, maybe not at the absolute height of his powers as he was earlier in his career, but still obviously a proven NFL cornerback. And as we've talked about many times, those aren't easy to find. So um, it, I guess all I can say is it's possible because they're they're talking about it. Okay. Uh, our next one was from Raphael. He asked, does playoff Lenny take the majority of the snaps going forward, do you think? Well, it really is going to have to do with how Ronald Jones responds to you know, I'm sure he's getting some some hard coaching this week because Bruce Arians clearly wasn't happy with a couple of his plays. He's running the ball well. There's no question about that. Um, it's just you can't miss block. You can't miss assignments in the blocking scheme and get your quarterback hit. And uh, you know, he's going to have to clean up that part of the game. That's basically what Bruce Arians says. He, is he just has to play better, but he can. Um, if he doesn't then yeah, obviously Leonard Fournette's going to get more of the carries. And he's run pretty well, too. It's just that I don't think they want to give up on Ron Jones having a significant part in this offense just yet because when he has the ball in his hands, he has looked good as a runner. Okay. And how overall have you seen the running back core being used compared to maybe, you know, we talked a lot about this before the season, that this was one of the most intriguing uh, position groups when there was so much consistency of how much was it going to be Rojo? How much was it going to be Fournette? Then you added Gio Bernard into the mix. Um, how have you seen that affect um, the way that they've used everybody and overall just the, the expectations maybe for that room and what it could look like? Well, I think it's been pretty obviously a 50-50 timeshare up to now. We'll see if that stays the same going forward. I mean, every game going back to the preseason and they didn't play in game two of the preseason. So we're talking about four games and they have gone, they have alternated starts. And then in this last game, they were essentially alternating drives throughout almost the entire game. It was Ronald Jones first, Leonard, Leonard Fournette was on the second drive, Ronald Jones was on the third drive, Leonard Fournette was on the fourth drive. It was clearly just a, a split right down the middle. And the only way that changes is if, is if somebody grabs the reins and you know gets the hot hand and they stay with him. Right now, both guys are running with about the same amount of effectiveness. Of course, as we just said, Leonard Fournette has done a better job of blocking and probably a little bit better job in the passing game. And the Giovanni Bernard thing, Bruce Arians said again that he's their third down and two minute back, but I think we have seen there have been plenty of third downs when they've had Leonard Fournette on the field. So, you know, I would say Giovanni Bernard's role has been a little smaller than I expected. That certainly could change as well. But otherwise, they they clearly wanted to do a split right down the middle. We'll see if that lasts, though. Okay. And uh, we also had a question from Jermaine asking, do you think Scotty Miller gets more involved moving forward? It's just hard, basically. It's, it's hard to figure out how. Um, you just, you don't off, we don't, we did do a little bit of four wide in that game, a little bit, and Scotty got on the field a little bit in those cases. Um, and he got in the field a couple snaps, I think, for Antonio Brown. I just, you just don't want to take Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown off the field. You know, it's just, unless one of them's hurt or tired, needs, needs a rest or something, why do you want to take any of those guys off the field? And that's not, necessarily a fun situation for Scotty and, and then you have Tyler Johnson who if they want to give Chris Godwin a rest like on running plays 
and not make him block on every single running play. They bring in Tyler Johnson. So it's just hard to find snaps because we're talking about three and four wise, but we also have to utilize these tight ends. And, and the two tight end set was very effective in the last game. So where are we finding these snaps? I think what it is, it's, it's not how can we change what we're doing now? It's these guys will have to wait their turn maybe a little bit. And you hardly ever make it through a season without getting some injuries that cost a guy a week or two. And it will be very valuable to have Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson to possibly fill in in bigger roles when they're needed. And looking at this Rams team, uh, got some new additions since the last time we played them, even though it feels like we've played them so many times over the last however many years to be a team that isn't in our division. It just feels like we have played them over and over and over. But some aspects are the same. Aaron Donald, that is forever the thing that we will start talking about. Now you got Matthew Stafford. Uh, you got Jalen Ramsey. I mean, you even have Raheem Morris, who's very familiar with the Buccaneers and what they like to do on the coaching side. So what are the aspects of who the Rams are now that maybe worry you the most or you think the Bucs will have to focus on the most? Well, the Rams are sort of like a, a super group. You know, they had they, they got all the members of the band, but they wanted a new front man. And so they they got rid of Jared Goff and they put Matthew Stafford up there at the mic. And that's obviously the biggest difference and the the, the scariest part of it all. Uh, on paper, it looked like a fantastic idea. He drops right into an offense that has a, a great group of pass catchers. They, you saw what they did to us last year with, with Robert Woods and, and uh, Cooper Cup having about 25 catches, and I'm not exaggerating, between them for close to 300 yards. And, uh, and now they have Tyler Higby, who's a great tight end. They got Deshaun Jackson. They drafted Van Jefferson. And you have Stafford backed up by a fantastic defense. Uh, on paper, it looks like a great idea. And then in action over the first two weeks, it looks like a great idea. I mean, they looked really good. I personally, I think we answered some questions in the offseason about what I thought was the most challenging team game on our schedule when the schedule came out. And I said, I thought it was this one now that they got Matthew Stafford and I haven't changed my mind. And they look really, really good. If you look at the power, uh, I don't know if you're into power rankings or not. Uh, they're fun reads. They don't mean a lot, but the power rankings this week, most of the places I look have the Bucks one and the Rams two. So it's it's an incredible challenge on the road. Uh, first time we've been in SoFi Stadium. Um, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, but that Matthew Stafford really changes everything for them. And then we'll close with this one. Nick had asked, do you think we'll play more press man this week against the Rams? Cooper Cup has been killing teams with the short passing game. Well, I mean, I always think the answer to this question is Todd Bowles will mix it up. Will we play more press man? It does seem like a good idea especially because you've got a couple guys that are good at that, particularly uh, Carlton Davis. Um, but yeah, last year the Rams beat us with a lot of, you know, they're, they're good at scheming guys open in the short and intermediate range and letting them run with the ball. And they could still do that. But the difference this year is they're throwing the ball downfield. I mean, really, their throws on passes, their success on passes that travel more than 20 yards in the air downfield has been really good through the first two games. Matthew Stafford has something like a 149 passer rating on those types of throws. That wasn't something they had in their game last year and two years ago when we faced them. And they still racked up tons of yards and points on us. So it's a huge challenge. Will we play more press man? That seems like a possibility, a good idea. I don't know, we'll have to wait and see though. But overall, I think Todd Bowles will mix it up and try to keep him guessing. All right, well, that's gonna do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thanks for those amazing questions. We'll be back here next week. So we'll see you then. Thank <laughs> you.